This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. All the way from the A, you listen to my favorite lesbian on BRQ. Hey, stay locked in with your favorite lesbian on Black Radical Queer. Yeah. Hey y'all, this is Javia Nicole, aka your favorite lesbian, and you're listening to Black Radical Queer Podcast, our stories on our own terms. Hey y'all, this is Javia Nicole. Welcome back to Black Radical Queer Podcast. Before I get into the episode, I just have some news and announcements, I guess I'm going to call it. What do you call it in church? I guess I say church announcements. These are my church announcements. All right. Number one, the guest I'm recording with today, um, we have the pleasure of recording in her home. She has many pets. So some pets are, are not inside right now, but um, the cats are inside and they're pretty quiet. But every now and then, you know, they might need to stretch their legs, do some kitty calisthenics, you know, whatever's going on. So you may hear um, some noise from that, possibly. Um, We'll just see. They're they're pretty quiet. But you might hear like a random little bump or something from them, you know, getting situated, jumping from place to place and doing what cats do. So that's my first church announcement. My next one is, what's my next church announcement? Oh, them coins, Patreon. <laughs> that's the next church announcement. So, because um, I'm not trying to get into a fight with my producer. So I am making an effort to mention my Patreon on every episode. The disclaimer that I just gave is a prime example of why I need support on Patreon because we need a dedicated recording space. We do not have one. That's right. See, the cat's agreeing with me. I, you know, one of them just meowed. He know what it is. So, you know, I'm out here trying to do my thing. But as y'all know, we don't have a dedicated recording space. So we just get in where we fit in. We really record wherever we can. Usually I'm up at the crib. You know, I'm at my house in my room recording today. Because I, you know, y'all know I got a dog um, and I also have other adults around. That's why I'm not at my house. I'm at my guest house. But yeah, we just really be trying to, you know, just out here recording wherever we can. If we had a dedicated space, it could be soundproof. (laughs) So we wouldn't have to worry about any of these things. Um, Because in addition to like, you know, pets and people and stuff, we also live in a city. So sometimes you may hear the glorious sounds of the city like an ambulance or police sirens or folks drag racing. These are the, you know, this is the music. This is the soundtrack to where I live. So that's what happens. So uh, if you want to support via Patreon, there are various levels that you can support. Y'all know I do have a reparations level, you know, because I'm about that life. So for my people who are uh, not black, (laughs) you know, um, if you are interested in, you know, hooking your girl up with some reparations, I'm here for that. But outside of that, I have all kinds of levels. Um, And then I also have Venmo and Cash App. You just want to do a one-time contribution. Everything is appreciated. This shit ain't free. We paying out of pocket for this. And my producer's working really hard to get some stuff off the ground. I got a full-time-ass job. So this is what we're doing. So I just want to put that out there. Thank you for listening to my church announcements. All right. So we can get into this episode. So today, I actually have... So I have a guest on who... I've had um, featured before on my poetry episode. So when I did my poetry, I had like, you know, listeners submit poetry. And um, one listener was Sarah. She shared some poetry, um, got good feedback about um, her poetry. So the people's 
like what you had to say. But today we're going to be talking about something completely different. So we're actually talking about, we're going to be talking about polyamory. This poly is like one of the most popular topics on my show. Um, my poly episodes get like the most listens, you know, the most downloads, um, comments and stuff. Y'all are really nosy and curious about this poly life. Okay. And the reality is Sarah has some experiences that I don't have in poly. Like I told y'all I'm boring, you know, my shit's pretty boring, but I, something that someone asked me about was like breakups and stuff like that. So I thought that she would be a good person to have on to be able to talk about navigating that. So what we're going to talk about today is Sarah's experience with navigating more than one relationship at a time. And, you know, relationships can be in different places. So we all have gone through breakups. We all have gone through kind of those beginning stages of a relationship too, where it's like, you know, butterflies and rainbows and shit. So going through both of those at the same time, um, that's not something I've experienced, you know? So um, I haven't gone through that in my poly, but it's something that she's experienced and that I think that she can um, give a lot of insight to. And, you know, y'all probably learn something, you know, from her experience. So I'm going to, of course, allow her to um, reintroduce herself to you all. And um, we will get into our conversation. Hello, everyone. I'm Sarah. Um, huge lover of Black Radical Queer listener and love being on the show and I'm on the show podcast. So a little bit about me. I am a black bisexual polyamorous woman. I use she her pronoun and I've kind of became poly unofficially. It wasn't an intentional thing. I think I just realized it was a fit for me as as I explored relationships. Wait, um, hold on. So you can't just gloss over that. <laughs> All right. So how did you <clears throat> just realized that it was a fit. How did this happen? Well, um, I don't, I've never felt comfortable lumping all of my needs into one person. Um, I think that's a lot of pressure. I don't like, I didn't like the experience when people did it to me and I felt very loved and committing in my monogamous relationships, but there were always as a bisexual woman, especially there was always some type of gap that wasn't filled and it's not anyone's fault if they're not, if they're a man and they're not a woman or vice versa or other qualities. So I just started to explore um, with one of my partners having more than one partner because I was bisexual. That's really where my polyamory started is not, um, not feeling fulfilled because I didn't have that other component in my life. So that's how I, I feel like I fell into polyamory mm -hmm. and then I decided to claim it because I felt like it was a better fit for me. I didn't really see myself being with just um, one partner because I just, I, it just wasn't a fit. It, it wasn't working for me. Okay. Okay. I guess that's acceptable. All right. <laughs> so let's kind of, you know, give folks some, uh, background information. So, um, you are navigating at this, I mean, at this point in time, um, that we're going to be discussing, you are navigating, um, multiple relationships. So you're navigating two relationships, you know, two partnerships at the time and they were in different places so kind of give us an idea of like the space that each of those places each of those relationships were in and um yeah just kind of how you know because yeah like when when this new relationship started where was the you know the, the relationship you were already in where was it um yeah just kind of I guess give us an idea of what was going on okay so I'll start with my longer relationship 
I was married. I'd been married for about a year. I'd been with the person for six or seven years. We've been friends for 10. So we had a pretty long-term friendship that became a committed relationship that became a marriage. So at that point, I was a year into my marriage with my husband. And that was around the time I started to date my girlfriend. And to give a little bit of background with that, I had, I knew her previously and there was some attraction and to make it a little bit more complicated, she had actually dated my husband at one point and they still had a pretty good friendship. So she was somebody in my life and we blossomed around that time into a dating relationship. Okay. So when you all started dating, what was the uh, relationship like with you and your husband at the time? Because you said that this person was someone that he had previously dated. So, like, how did that go? Was there any issue with that? And just, like, even one-on-one, what was the relationship like with your husband at the time? So, one-on-one with my husband at the time, it wasn't great. Um, we were going through a rocky patch and just having some difficulties um, in our friendship because I think friendship is still very important in relationships, but also in our romantic part of our relationship and our marriage partnership. So all around it, it just wasn't very, um, stable at the time. Um, and then I think you had asked me about how that impacted her dating him previously, how that kind of impacted everything. So at first, um, and I'm, I'm a strong believer in transparency and communication and understanding a really like the like I don't know they're at the core of a successful relationship so initially we had a lot of conversations about how that would be for all of us to be in a space together with me dating her and him having that friendship and previously dating her and he consented to it he felt like he was comfortable with it we all talked about it individually um like I talked with her about it They talked, my husband and I talked, um, and we all came to an understanding that it would be okay, which I can get into a little bit more later. It didn't necessarily play out that way, but we went into it with an understanding that they would still maintain their friendship and that her and I would date and we could all kind of hang out and spend time together. And at first it was pretty amicable. So with the understanding that you all could all like hang out, spend time together, um, what did that look like? Like, did you all date? Like, did they, you know, did you all have a situation where all of you dated? Like, did they start back dating or anything? Like, what did that, how did that play out? We um, initially discussed once things became a little bit more intimate and her and I were dating more seriously, looking at being a family unit, but not being a, um, I guess what people would call like a traditional poly triad. Like, we weren't going to all be in one relationship together. Um, They were going to be friends. Her and I were going to have our girlfriend relationship and I was married to my husband. So, but we did want to have a family. So they had, you know, talked about if they wanted to have children, I would have children with my husband and we would all share a home. And um, what ended up kind of transforming that situation is I think my husband realized that he might've still had feelings for her, which was okay. But then we had to kind of go back to the drawing table again And I think as things started to get a little bit more complex in our own marriage and our own marital struggles, and then him, you know, and I don't want to speak for him because he's not here, but from my experience from the outside, him seeming to struggle with, you know, wanting to circle back to the romantic part of their relationship, that it started to shift the way our family was trying to be set up at that time, our little poly family. Okay. Do you feel like, do you think that, 
his romantic interest in her became renewed because you and her were romantically involved? I, I'm a little on the fence. I think part of it was that. Um, and then I think part of it was wanting like this need, which I think is just a natural human need that I, maybe I would have gone through that too, of like needing to feel like he was a part because we all lived together. Uh, like a little further into the relationship when things started to shift, we all shared a home. And I think that it was hard to, although we talk about, oh, this is a great idea. In theory, it is hard to live as a family and have these different types of relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, plus there's this thing in polyamory, which I honestly just recently learned like the term for, but it's, um, they say, people say FOMO, which is fear of missing out. And so mm. it's like you see, you know, someone that you care about or whatever kind of having this, um, having a certain interaction with someone else. And it's not like, oh, I, um, oh, I don't approve of this or whatever. It's just like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, you feel like you're on the outside looking in like, oh, I want to be involved too. I wonder if it was a situation of like, okay, well, him and her had decided to be friends. Then you all have this kind of budding romance. And he's like, you know, it's kind of maybe on one hand, reminding him of, you know, like, oh, these are things I like about her or something like that. Or part of it being the fear of missing out. And because you all were in a, um, going through a rough patch, if maybe that has something to do with it too, like just kind of wanting, um, wanting to have her attention too, or, or kind of like the fear of missing out being exacerbated by going through the, you know, you all going through a rough patch. Um, so I mean, how, how did you navigate like, starting a relationship with her and kind of that courting stage and dating and stuff while also being in a rough patch with him. Like, you know, because that those are different emotions and stuff that you're going through. The biggest thing for me that I had to do was keep coming back to center and having autonomy because they were very extreme feelings, like having new relationship energy, the NRE and being head over heels and excited and wanting to spend all my time with her. And then with my husband having, um, like these difficult interactions and needing more space. Um, I felt like I was on a roller coaster and it was incredibly draining and it made me very self-conscious to where I think I overanalyzed a lot of my interactions with both of them. So the biggest thing for me was like sometimes just stepping back from both relationships and checking in with myself, but also checking in with them um, and being honest about where I was at and making sure that they felt comfortable and, you know, were happy with the way things were going, which wasn't always easy to do. Okay. So you went from, so before you even, I guess, kind of like got involved with her, um, you and him had already, uh, were already kind of in a rough spot. Him and her had already dated. So like how had it been like a lot of time that had passed in between, um, when them two, you know, when him and her, where they dated and then like you and her kind of connecting, how was that? transition there had been a pretty significant amount of time i'm thinking back i think think it was maybe like six to eight months okay um and there was no animosity between them um but it definitely was a little bit hard for me because i always wondered if that was gonna come up later which it ended up coming up later Um, did you like her at that time like when when him and her dated, like, did you have any interest in her or like, did you like her or like, you know, was that ever kind of it being a situation involved all three of you? Did that ever come up in the beginning? Like when they first dated? Um, it didn't. And I did like her. I had liked her for a while, but it wasn't any type of deep attraction where I felt the need to, 
Um, I mean, he, he knew that, of course, because I'm all about communication. But it wasn't anything where I felt bothered by them dating. I was actually fine with it, and I kind of just let them do their own thing. I didn't spend very much time with her at all. Okay. So it was just kind of like, oh, she's cute. You know, kind of just uh, yeah. more surface level. And I, I think I intentionally kept it there because I... I just, I don't think at the time I was interested in trying to have a little triad thing and mm-hmm. I was, I was happy for him. I had my little compersion thing going on and I was like, we'll run off into the sunset. Your mm-hmm. girlfriend's cute. I'm going to just stay over here. Okay. <laughs> okay. So fast forward. So, um, you're navigating through the new relationship energy. You're in this, you know, in your marriage and navigating what's going on in the marriage. So you said that, you know, there were certain things that didn't come up initially that end up coming up. Like I, I was asking about like, um, you know, like him feeling some kind of way or, you know, just kind of the interest or his interest resurfacing for her. Um, or maybe it just actually never left <laughs> um, or something. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? Yeah. But um, so going through that where it's like, OK, um, you and her are dating him and her are um, just friends. And then at some point, um, the topic comes back up of him having interest in her. And I brought it back up. Okay. So what, what happened there? So there was a point where, um, just with other personal life matters going on, she was considering having to move, um, and it was going to be out of state. So that was obviously going to impact her friendship with him and her relationship with me. And I think that was when, whether it was conscious or not, he realized that there was a deeper feeling. I, he was my best friend. (laughs) So I noticed at the time a change in him. So I brought it to his attention and I said, Hey, you know, I feel like you're acting this way because you have these type of feelings. Like you want to be more than friends and I'm going to encourage you to be authentic about that with her and with me because it's only making it really uncomfortable for all three of us because we live together. And he decided to have that conversation and they ended up dating again. Okay. At that point. So at this point, they started dating again. Mm-hmm. You and her are still dating. What about the three of you? We all sat down as a family and decided that we would continue to keep our separate relationships. We had no interest in being a triad. We were a we we see it, we saw ourselves as a family unit, and we had our separate romantic relationships. So in poly talk, y'all were basically like a polycule. Um, yes, all the words and <laughs> kind of like a V. So. Okay, for a V, because, you know, I know some folks have that curiosity about poly, but they may not know about all these different terms and stuff. In a V, um, you kind of have one person who's the hinge, and then these two folks who are not necessarily involved in e- involved with each other. Um, so it wasn't really like a V. It was just kind of like, okay, well, you and him had your marriage. You and her were dating. Him and her were dating. So that's how y'all were navigating it. So at any point, so, okay, started navigating like that. Um, at any point, did any of you want to change that? Like where it's like, okay, well, you know, let's just kind of be a triad or any, so, you know, what happened after that basically? I have to really think, I don't, I didn't get the sense. I never wanted that. Um, and I didn't get the sense either of them did, but I think a lot of that like FOMO was happening at times. Mm -hmm. I will admit that I had my moments. Um, we're all, you know, well, where you felt like it. you were missing out. Yeah. I would, you know, come, we had very different like work schedules. Um, and I would come home and they'd be like into whatever they were doing. And sometimes it did make me feel jealous and I would have to check that cause I wasn't angry at either of them, but it's, it is very difficult. Well, for me, I won't speak for other people, but my experience was it took a lot of like 
self work mm-hmm. to manage being all in a house together, but not being an actual triad because right. we weren't. So sometimes I had to gauge, okay, do I sit on the couch with them? Do I sit between them? Are they mm-hmm. doing a romantic thing? Is this family time? So we actually had to talk about like, when are we going to have family time? Right. <laughs> like when, are, when is it all of you hanging out versus, I mean, it does present a different type of dynamic to like, not be a triad and I mean a triad is kind of like the most common and most well known especially like one with a man and two women it's very um common and what people a lot of times think about when they think about polyamory um but to be navigating kind of you know multiple relationships but like separate relationships in a household together can really be difficult because let's say you all stand together two folks get in an argument you know what I'm saying it's like does that leave one person always being the middle person um, you know, it's like, how does, if you're the part, like, for instance, if him and her got into an argument and, you know, then you're kind of like, okay, well, what do I do? How do I navigate? Um, how do I navigate this? You know, it's like, do I just like go off by myself? So that doesn't seem like I'm taking a side or it's like, you know, that kind of stuff when you're not like a true, even if you were a true, that would still be an issue. It's, it's, I mean, and I don't want to say it's all negative, but there were a lot of challenges and it's definitely Like you have to really want whatever you're striving for because it is a constantly evolving thing. People are changing. So when you have three people under one roof that are constantly changing, it just becomes really complex. And like, yeah, even down to arguments, chores, like all those little things can go terribly wrong if you're not mindful. And sometimes even if you are, they still go terribly wrong or they're great. Sometimes it's really great to have two partners that love you and support you under the same roof. Um, So what was... So I guess what was like um, a time where, or like some examples of where you felt like, oh, this is really fucking dope. And then what were some times where you're like, mm, this is a lot. <laughs> so I think the most special moment I can just think of right away is my birthday um, when we were all under the same roof was really special because they got together. They both had, you know, different experiences with me because my husband had known me for almost 10 years and she was very new to me. And they had their own ideas about what they thought I would enjoy. So, like, what they did for my birthday was really nice um, because I got some alone time with both of them. And we did stuff together as a family with friends. But they worked together to, like, make it perfect for me. So that was really cool to have two of your partners, you know, being a poly person who could, like, seamlessly come together and create, like, the most amazing birthday weekend. It was was great. Um, And... There were a lot of moments like that where we were able to do things for each other because you, like, could team up. And it wasn't just one person trying to make something happen. Um, So some difficult moments, though, were definitely, I would say, we all dealt with our own, like, mental health stuff. So if somebody was having a really hard time um, and... It, it kind of would leave people in situations. I guess it'd be better to think of like almost an example. So I would say when two of us were having particularly good weeks and the third person was depressed, um, just trying to be mindful but not get sucked in was really hard. Um, so if we weren't all on the same page with mental health, with how our week went, um, two people didn't like each other at the moment, it would become really difficult to all be under the same roof. That makes sense. So that was that was probably the most common issue we ran into. Hmm. I wonder, like, did you all, is that something that you all, like, talked about? Or, like, 
were there any things that kind of came up where it's like, oh, we didn't think of this? Like, how did y'all navigate, like, for instance, if you have a situation where, okay, well, two of us are, are having, you know, a great week and this other person depressed, how did you navigate that? I know you said, like, you know, okay, well, you can't get sucked in, but when you're in a space with someone, you know, um, you don't want to, like, breed resentment or, you know, have any issues come up. So how did you navigate those things? And, like, you know, was it something that you all kind of talked about beforehand um, to, you know, kind of map out, like, hey, here's how we address these issues? Or was it kind of like, oh, shit, this just happened and we got to deal with it, like, right now we didn't anticipate it? Um, I think we did our best to try to think of every scenario we could, but that was one that was really hard and we never figured out a game plan for it because it was always unique. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I think we were able, like, I remember my girlfriend went through a really, she had a diff- another relationship and, um, had decided to split with the person. So my husband and I got together and we did something for her that we felt was appropriate. Like we had a really, really long conversation about it and made sure we were very careful about not overstepping our boundaries. And we decided to come together as her partners and show her like a gesture that we were in her corner. Um, that was successful. <laughs> so, um, but that was a delicate thing to manage. On the flip side, there were times where one of us would be struggling and it just became like we would all take our separate places in the house because it felt like if two of us who were trying to help or were feeling better teamed up or just were trying to spend time together, we didn't want to, or sometimes it was perceived that we were isolating the other person. Mm -hmm. Um, So we would just kind of all go our separate ways for a moment, but there was just never a perfect way to handle those situations. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So you all, um, went from, you know, kind of you and her just dating, him and her start back dating, you're navigating these separate relationships while also being in a household and navigating kind of like this, um, not a triad, but still a type of relationship, you know, with the, the, uh, you know, the three of you. So you're going through all of that. Um, so one of the things, okay. So my first question is, was there a time because, you know, the relationships were in different places. So let's say, you know, you're having this new relationship energy with her, um, or even like when him and her started back dating, I mean, I don't know if they had, you know, new relationship energy again, it's possible, whatever. Um, I mean, when my wife and I split up and got back together, we had NRE all over again. Um, well, I know I did. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I can't speak for her, but I know, um, it was like, I mean, when I, you know, reconnected with her, I got the, the butterflies feeling and all that over again. So, Um, but okay. So my point is like each of you were having, um, new relationship energy with this other person, with the girlfriend, but you all already had some existing energy with each other. So it's like, did that relationship, you know, that, that this new energy, did that impact your relationship, the marriage? Cause that was the older relationship. So like, was that impacted because you all were also kind of navigating through a rough patch. So like, you know, what was kind of the relationship between those things? Um, as much as I want to sugarcoat it, I'm not going to, it was really hard. I think looking back, if we in our marriage had been in a more stable place, it wouldn't have been as difficult, but it definitely bred some, not even resentment, but a lot of like insecurities Mm -hmm. in our marriage. So me feeling like, oh, you know, we've known each other for this long, but you seem a lot more comfortable and happy to be around this new person. Mm -hmm. And I knew logically, okay, some of that's just NRE, but Mm -hmm. in the back of my head, it made me feel very insecure as a wife 
because I would equate it to like my value as his wife, mm-hmm. even though I knew even that could have been happening. Some of it was NRE and he did the same and he voiced that to me. So that was something that we, it kind of like lumped onto our already difficult rough patch <laughs> dealing with NRE. Do you feel like the kind of the dating? So like this, this new person, each of you, you know, um, having a girlfriend who just happened to be the same person, but do you feel like, um, what, how do you feel about the timing of it? Since you all had the rough patch. Cause I know, I ask this because, especially in a lot of triad situations, sometimes, um, you know, there are folks who are quote unquote unicorn hunters and folks who seek out a triad type of situation, um, when their relationship, you know, their core relationship, their primary relationship is not in the best place. Um, and it's something that there's a lot of controversy about and a lot of, um, people talk about it a lot, like in poly circles, cause it's something that it seems that's another reason why it's so common to kind of see the male female, female, you know, kind of set up with uh, a poly relationship because you have this existing unit of like a husband, a bisexual wife or a, you know, boyfriend, bisexual Mm -hmm. girlfriend, bringing in this other woman, you know, for them to date and all this kind of stuff. And there's a lot of couples privilege and all this other kind of stuff. So it's like navigating that is difficult and there's a lot of controversy around it. So, um, but you know, you each, uh, had a relationship with this person and we're dealing with that new energy during a time where your relationship wasn't in the best place. So how do you feel about though, like the timing of everything? So that was something we all talked about as a family unit and as our individual couples. Um, It was terrible timing. Um, We even considered my girlfriend and I um, taking a break, breaking up, not being together. I'm not sure if they had the same conversations, but I know my husband and I had those conversations about how we both felt about having a girlfriend because we, um, we are not, we were not unicorn hunters and we felt very, very much the opposite of people that kind of believe in that practice that we did not want to try to use my girlfriend as a band aid, And she even talked to me and him about feeling, you know, Uh, like she was a band-aid at times, like for Mm -hmm. our marriage. So we had to decide, you know, was it worth still trying to pursue this in this moment? And we did make that choice. Um, Did she say what made her feel that way? Like, you know, was there anything that you all were doing um, that you kind of weren't aware of that made her feel like, because the thing is, because y'all weren't, Mm -hmm. you know, an official or like technically a triad in the poly sense, but in some ways you still kind of navigate it like one because you're in a household together, but you're not all like dating as a unit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so technically <laughs> she wasn't like, you know, a unicorn, but, um, you know, if she said that, you know, sometimes, Oh, I feel like Bennett or whatever. Did she express like what made her feel that way? She did. And I mean, w- one of the things that she would express, which was difficult was a disclosure. So, you know, we were still partners with her. And when you have a partner, you talk to them about struggles you're having. And in poly that can become complicated because it's like, how much time do you spend talking about your other relationships if mm. you do at all? And that's a unique individual choice. Yeah. And but, we all live together. So it's like, right. I'm telling you about this other relationship <laughs> and this person's in the next room. And they, they were right next door. Right. But I think I chose to disclose less to her about how I was feeling. I would just kind of keep it in an emotional capacity thing. Like, Hey, I'm having a hard day. Um, Mm -hmm. he disclosed a lot. And I think that sometimes, and and I don't think the intention was to make it feel like she was a band aid, but Mm -hmm. I think that she expressed 
it made her feel bad and it made her feel like she had to live up to all these expectations. So he would like vent to her about you. Vent, and she's also and she's also dating you. So it's right. like, dang, you're telling me all this stuff about your troubles with this person who I also have feelings for and I'm also involved. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> and it, and it, you know, and we all ended up talking about it to an extent and then I know that sometimes like my emotional for me with her what she struggled with was I did not verbally disclose but I would have really hard emotional days and she felt the need to compensate because she knew I was having a hard time and it's you like compensate with him compensate with me like oh. try to pull more oh, weight okay. and I think it drained her and she felt like she was a band-aid okay. because she's like well Sarah's depressed and upset and angry so, yeah, let, so me let me do something nice for her or check on her or mm-hmm. and which is know, I mean you do that in a relationship already right. but it's like if you also feel like hey, I'm dating this other person in the household. I have a responsibility to them too. It might be like, okay, well, she's feeling down. Let me pick up more in the household or whatever. I mean, it's it's also something interesting to navigate because you all had a marriage. You know what I'm saying? So it's like right. navigating that that type of relationship and not saying there was a hierarchy, but it's like you all had, you had more time with each other. Um, You had that existing marriage. Plus she's newer coming in. So it's like, there's also just the newness and kind of some of the stuff that comes with newness in a relationship where you kind of feel like you're still in a way on your best behavior. You know, you're still trying to be perfect, you know, and none, right. none of us fucking perfect, but you're still trying to kind of be, you know, do all the good things. So it's like part of that too was probably that like her wearing herself out. Cause she's like, they already have struggles. So I'm trying to not have any struggles with either of them, even though it's just not realistic. Cause we're human. right and then going back to that autonomy thing her and i had to talk about like you know her feeling like she had no you know peace of mind or space to herself Mm -hmm. because she kind of was bouncing back and forth between these extremes and of like the nre with both of us and then also you all right like witnessing as our family member a struggle in our marriage so it definitely you know took a toll it took a toll on all three of us but for her, yeah, she did, although that was not the intent, sometimes it happened that way and we would have to, you know, talk about it and try to fix the behavior, whatever it was that was flaring up the kind of unicorn feeling or the hierarchy that even though we didn't have one, I mean, it was implied. Like we, mm-hmm. we had known each other longer. We had been together longer. And she moved into our house. Yeah. So, so, I mean, there was like, it's kind of how it happens with privilege. There was like couples privilege, privilege operating it wasn't necessarily intentional, but it was still implied and still inherent. That's the better word. It was inherent because of all these things that were established before she came to the picture. So she was like, she was new, you know what I mean? Like across the board. Um, okay. So, but at this point in time, I mean, you and her are still together Yes. and you and him are not, and she's not with him either. So yeah. what happened? <laughs> like how, so how, <laughs> how we get from, you know, okay, y'all were all, you had your, you know, your family unit and your individual relationships. Um, you and him were in a rough patch, but you know, y'all were kind of like working through some stuff. You both had the NRE going with her. So what happened from there? So to make a huge mess as simple as possible, um, it, it came to a head eventually. I mean, it was, it wasn't that anybody did anything like crazy. It was just that, you know, he and I continued to struggle and her and I continued to be successful. And then for them, the same reason that they decided to part ways the first time cir- circled back around, okay. um, because they just weren't compatible. Okay. Um, and that's that, like there was, it wasn't any like egregious act. It's just, they yeah, weren't we're compatible. Cool. Maybe they just were like, 
they had good friend chemistry and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And were like, oh, I like this. But it's like, oh, wait, we should have kept it at the <laughs> friend level. And I do wonder if, if we hadn't all lived together, if it would have played mm. out that way. If they would have ended up in a relationship again. Because I think, again, like a little bit of FOMO, a little bit of like... Yeah, I... and then you have that proximity to the person. Right. So it's like, he's seeing her with you. He's just seeing her in general. You know, because after you go through a breakup... It's harder for you to get over somebody when you're cl- in close space to them. Right. Um, you know, like I, I went through a breakup before. It was really difficult and it was hard for me to separate from the person. Like I still wanted to be in their presence. Like I still had a lot of love for them. I shouldn't fuck that bitch, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other story. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but the feelings, you know, the feelings were still there. Um, so I had to like, I had to be on some cold Turkey shit, like shut it all down, block your number, like really like just try to eliminate all traces because any trace my emotions were latching onto it. So it's like, I think after they had already, you know, realized that it wasn't a fit and stopped dating, but you know, being in each other's presence again and being like, Oh, you know, some of those feelings start coming back. It was like, Oh yeah, I remember the nice stuff. You know, I remember mm-hmm. the, that I enjoyed this time with you and all kind of stuff. But then it's like, Oh yeah. But over time you're going to remember too what, you know, cause y'all to stop dating in the first place. Like there was a reason that that came to an end. And if that particular issue, um, hasn't been resolved, then it just might, you know, cause you to come to an end again. I mean, that's my wife and I dated, we split up very specific issue. (laughs) She will talk shit, (laughs) but very specific issue. When we got back together, um, she ain't do the same shit. (laughs) So, and it wasn't even anything ridiculous. It was a communication issue. That I was like very explicit, like, "Hey, I ain't with this shit," and I and we both had to own our part. I had to own my part about I was just in a place where I was like, I was fucking hardcore. I was like, I ain't got time for no shit. I had been through so much bullshit. I was like, I ain't got time for nothing. So you ain't with it, bye. Like I really was like hard. I was very hardened um, by my previous uh, breakup. So when I'm like, okay, we have this communication issue. Oh, I see the same change. I brought it up a few times. I right, then I'm out. Like, I don't have to deal with this. Like, I was very, like, blunt. Like, I, I wasn't trying to be a bitch about it, but I was just very much like, I've expressed this to you. This has not changed. Um, so I'm not going to keep doing this. That was where I was with it. Um, but when we came on back around, she ain't do the same thing. <laughs> so um, we didn't have, we addressed that communication issue. So we were able to move forward with our relationship. But in their situation, if they, you know, kind of got caught up in the NRE, like, oh, yeah, it's been, oh, dang, maybe I missed you. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you do have those feelings, because um, that's how I felt when I saw after we split up. I missed Courtney, you know, that kind of thing. So you miss that person. You get around them. You're like, oh, snap, you know. But then you start engaging. Eventually, you're going to fall back into those old patterns. You're like, oh, yeah, this is why. And living <laughs> with someone, that's a whole And living with them is a different thing, too. It exacerbates. Like, it's anything that you were dealing with is going to take it to the 10th power. So... You know, that's a different thing, too. I feel like maybe, too, it helped, not help, but, like, it caused them to kind of come to that realization a little faster (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's exacerbated because it's like it's in an incubator. It's like, oh, shit, like, now I'm dealing with this with you and I can't escape because we live together versus, like, I'm dating you and we deal with this, but then I can just dip out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm only seeing you for the set time, then I can go about my business. That's a different situation, you know? 
And I think one thing that was hard for me, but it was probably a huge act of love from my husband that I'm still working through. But he sat me down one day and he told me he thought I was more compatible with my girlfriend. So much so that he thought we should have gotten married. And he said that if we had met first, we would have been married and he would have been the boyfriend. I still struggle with that because I still to this day very much love my ex-husband. But we weren't compatible in that department, so we split. Um, so if we fast forward, like, I think that was a huge turning point in my relationship, my polyamorous, just life in general, and my relationship with both of them. When they stopped dating, you mean? When he told me Oh, he told you that. So So was this after him and hers? Yes. Okay. Uh, I believe so. Yes, I think so. So they, they split again and it kind of wasn't in like a specific event. It just Mm -hmm. fizzled out. Okay. Um, and we kept trucking along. Um, so you and her, it's like him and her, they kind of feels like, but you and her just like still going strong. Still going strong. And we were progressively getting closer and with living together. And this is a positive and a negative thing, but I want to acknowledge the good parts. Like her and I learned, um, I don't n- usually move in with people that fast, but there was, she ended up moving with in with us because of a housing thing and it worked out. And safety. Safe. Yeah. So <laughs> it really was kind of safe. It was situation. a safety housing situation. Yeah. So yeah. she, she, um, we have a, we had a huge house. She took the bottom half. Um, but we learned that we were more compatible nesting partners and we had been talking about family planning, the three of us. And we learned more and more every day that her and I just really synced up well with the way we wanted our children, our home, even down to little things like who's, you know, how are we going to communicate chores? He just was not in sync with us. And it mm-hmm. wasn't that it was like we got in sync and left him out. Like me and him were not in sync. Her and him were not in sync. And I think that what we realized, what she really talked to him about more than me was that he was more solo poly. I don't know if you want to like pause and we can define that for I've talked, people. I mean, I've talked about solo poly before um, in previous poly episodes. Before I, well, before I got with, Courtney and in the very early stages of our courtship, um, I was solo poly. Um, that was another reason why I was kind of just like, all right, this is what we like, this is what's <laughs> happening. Um, I'm good. You know, um, even I was like, you know, I, I really do like you, but I'm also like, I was just very, very protective of myself. Um, so for me, I, I never, I didn't think after going through some stuff I had gone through, I didn't think I was going to get married. I thought I was going to live my life solo poly. Um, you know, be involved with who I'm involved with, but ultimately I'm my own nesting partner. Like that was really right. how I envisioned my life going to this motherfucker, Courtney. So, um, just kind of just totally screwed that up. Okay. <laughs> but that was what I initially thought. But yeah, solo poly is like, you're essentially like your own nesting partner. You are your core. You're your primary. Yeah, your um, you, you don't have like this other person who is like your, um, primary partner, who is your anchor, who is your, you know, nesting partner. That's the configurations can vary because there are solo poly people who can still have a nesting partner, um, but they but that relationship isn't necessarily um, their primary. It could just be like, oh well, we have a household together for financial reasons, or we mm-hmm. co-parent or whatever. But um, solo poly, you're your own primary, and then you you know are involved with people. Um, so it's kind of like you know, you're I don't mm, never mind. I'm not gonna even say that because I don't want it. I don't want to diminish. Um, what those relationships are like, but yeah, that's the best way. And then we, if you want to hear more about it, we talked about it in previous episodes. I had an episode, um, you had someone on for poly mm-hmm, who's a like solo, solo poly. poly. Yeah. I had a solo poly guest yeah. on. I've talked about my solo poly experience before, um, before how I am now. Um, so yeah, that's been, we've touched on that. So y'all can go back and check that out. 
So, yeah, so kind of how it all transpired. So they, you know, they split. He disclosed to me he felt like we were the more compatible party and that he he felt like we should be the primary relationship. Like, that should be my nesting partner. Um, So he and I started discussing options because my thing is, like, I'm all about, like, let's put it where it fits. Like, Mm -hmm. I love you. You love me. That doesn't have to change. I didn't hate him or anything. I just didn't feel like we were working well together harmoniously. We weren't. And I said, well, you know, I think he admitted, which I think some poly people deal with, and I've had my share of, you know, working through it, is like the social constructs. Like him feeling as a black man very insecure about being with two very dominant women in a household and not necessarily being the top of the triangle. Like, he had a lot of insecurities about that. So we discussed, like, well, should we stay together and get a divorce? Like, uh, it's a paper thing. If you feel more comfortable just being a boyfriend, cool. If you want to get your own place, cool. I encourage him, like, get an apartment if you want to. Move out. But let's let's reconfigure things. Because mm-hmm. if you're feeling like my girlfriend and I are the stronger nesting partnership, How did that you feel? mean... I, I agreed, and that was really hard to swallow, but I did feel like we were more compatible as nesting partners. And I did think that he and I would do better, um, not in a lesser relationship, but a relationship with a different intention, title, practices. Like, we would just, even if he moved out, or if he didn't. Um, he agreed, but I think he was still struggling with the social construct piece. So we just never were able to move forward with shifting our relationships. And what happened was organically what he and I discussed was her and I became stronger and he and I kept trying to work at something that was not compatible and it became weaker. And one day I think for him, um, which, you know, looking back, I try to have empathy and understand that his side of it is if he was struggling with it, um, he just got up one morning and couldn't do it anymore. It was just hard to be in the house with us. And I don't agree with the way that he went about it, but he left very abruptly. There was not a discussion. Um, And from there, um, between that day and it was about five or six months, we did try to communicate and look at other options. But it just, her and I continued to grow and progress. He and I continued to stay stagnant and not really find a way to transform our marriage into something that worked for us. So I decided last uh, well, it was like last spring to just talk to him about getting a divorce and my, it wasn't even in a malicious space, but I felt like we had been stagnant for so long. Um, we hadn't made any progress and I didn't want to hate him and I didn't want him to hate me. I didn't want the relationship to become a malicious one. So I just went ahead and asked him for a divorce. He agreed. And, um, my girlfriend and I continue to thrive and be together and become more serious. And then, he and I really don't um, communicate as much. We, of course, had our household to divide, and that took quite a bit of time. But that was the nature of our communication, and then they really didn't communicate at all. And it became, I mean, I'm still Polly, but I just have my girlfriend now, and we're still together. So throughout that process, like, um, what happened with, like, with your girlfriend? How did you all kind of navigate, like, you going through that? Um you know, does it, was there like a particular kind of way that she supported you or, um, how did you, I mean, that's going through, you were already from the start going through kind of like, uh, almost like conflicting emotions, like very different emotions. Like you're in very different places on an emotional spectrum with each partner. But then once you get to a place of, okay, we are actually like ending this relationship where this other relationship is flourishing, that is still very different places. So how did you deal with that? Um, it was incredibly hard. 
It was incredibly hard. I had to be very gentle with myself. And I was, I didn't have a lot of, you know, (laughs) I had some moments I wasn't proud of. I mean, I was going through depression and a lot of pain and going through a divorce and then living with my new partner. I didn't want that to be her entire world Mm -hmm. every day. Um, I, and she was also going through a long-term relationship breakup around the same time. Um, so we both had these breakups going on, um, not with my husband, but with another partner that were very heavy. And then we were trying to blossom a new relationship. And I think we both, I'm actually surprised. We just, we were like, it's going to make it or break us, but it made us stronger. And we became incredibly close and supportive of one another. We gave each other space when we needed space. We had each other's back when we needed some support. Um, I even, when she had to go to some court proceedings with her ex-partner, I showed up with her because I didn't want her to be by herself. But there was that conversation, of course, we had to have, like, is this what, is this going to be healthy for you? Do you want my support or is this not an appropriate space Mm -hmm. um, for me to be? And there were some spaces for both of us where it was like, no, I need to do this on my own. Um, But we, we got through it and we just had to communicate and understand that we both had to go through our own separate process. Um, of how it felt with our relationships ending, but also um, how our moods about those relationships impacted our new budding relationship. So, so how do you feel about where you all's relationship is now? Like now that you all have navigated through very difficult things together and, and pretty early in the relationship, y'all had to like deal with some pretty heavy stuff. So now y'all have, I mean, you've gone through, Yes, the new relationship energy and all the, you know, that um, lovely stuff, but also very difficult things that, um, you know, a lot of times new relationships won't necessarily encounter, you know, things to that degree. So you've gone through that. Now, um, you know, you're in a place where, well, I guess what what kind of place are you all in now in your relationship? Um, we're in a really stable, happy place. Um I just want to like, I got to give us props. We, in the first year of our relationship, went through several um, very close passings of people. We lost a lot of people. We went through two divorces. We moved across the country. We rehomed pets. Um, So we went through a lot, and I think it made us stronger. We chose to intentionally face those adversities and those difficult things like being honest and raw about it. So we had some ugly moments, some hard moments, and I think it allowed us to grow and become more intimate through those things instead of drifting apart. Um, And we even talked about how sometimes we wanted to break up with each other because we felt like it was too much. Um, So we are now pretty happy and stable and we're really great about our communication and we continue to be compatible. And I think the string that like was constant through the hard stuff and now the, you know, new beginnings and the better things is that we have always remembered that we have that compatibility and that's but that was important to both of us because we both want the same things and a family so we felt like that was more important than the things we were facing if that makes sense yeah i think we made that a priority i mean i think too um i mean we we can't control timing of things and so even though the timing is like okay well hey this is interesting timing it also may, you know, maybe part of that is you all were able to support one another through some very difficult like breakups and um, losing loved ones and stuff like that in a way that um, 
neither of you expected. You know, it's like you have this person come into your life who you were compatible with and who um, could be, you know, a partner to you and really kind of traverse those experiences, you know, with you um, in a very like personal and intimate way and in an unexpected way. So maybe that, I mean, it could be part of just the, you know, universe's timing or whatever to have you all be in each other's corner through that. Um, and really to show you all too, even though it's still, you know, a fairly new, um, or a newer, not like brand spanking new, but a new, uh, relationship to show like, Hey, well, if we can get through this, like, it's really hard to kind of imagine something that you would not be able to get through, you know? Right. It's like you all were hit with a lot of stuff pretty early on. So it's like, okay, you know, when you look at just your day-to-day lives and you look at, um, things that come up, it's like, okay, but are we really like fussing about some bullshit when we have gotten through like through some, some, some major stuff and we've come out on the other side of that. So, um, if we can get through that and I think about like, that's something that I think about, um, in my marriage, I'm like, you know, we've been through stuff and we're not, I mean, even though I'm a very open person, I am also private in a lot of ways, especially with my relationships. But, um, in my marriage, I'm like, you know, when we get it, if we get it, if we fuss or, you know, a little petty stuff and I just be like, okay, really? Like, are we really going to hold on to this when we have gotten through like cross country move, um, major depression, you know, like stuff where I'm just like, Hey, I don't know if I can do this. Maybe I am making this person's life, you know, like shit that I was really asking myself, like, damn, maybe I'm just making her miserable and I need to leave. If we can get through that, like me feeling like in terms of my well-being and my mental health, I was literally at rock bottom, can't get out the bed. I'm just like, okay, so this little annoying habit, like I just got to take that. Like for real, this life going to go on. Like there's even like those little things can sometimes really irritate us, but I'm just like, we've been through, you know, things that are way bigger than that. I was literally just thinking about that. Um, either today or yesterday when I was getting ready to brush my teeth. And I'm like, I get the toothpaste. <laughs> my wife doesn't push the toothpaste from the bottom of the tube. Okay, she just push from wherever. And I push from the bottom. And I'm just looking at the toothpaste like, why don't she push it from the bottom? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything to her. I was like, this is so irritating to me. Something so small. I'm like, push the shit from the bottom. And I'm just like, I was about to show her this tube. Like, why don't you push? And I'm just like, I ain't about to show her that. Like, really? It don't matter. Like, bitch, she... Okay, she don't push your toothpaste, but she, like, has been by your side through a whole bunch of stuff. You know, that kind of thing. Like, it really, to me, puts things in perspective. But anyway, um, so, I mean, I'm glad that y'all are, y'all have gotten through all of those things. The storms. Um, and you're able to be in a place where you're, like, stable and happy. And just able to, like, enjoy each other. Because then that gives you an opportunity to kind of have almost, like, another round of NRE. I mean, I've definitely felt that when... I started to feel like I was coming out of my depression. Um, I felt that those new relationship feelings again toward my wife. I'm like, okay, I want to do all these things. And I, you know, I just, it just felt different, like a refresh or something. Um, and I, I'm luck, like, I feel like I've had those moments over the years, um, over almost eight years. Um, I've had them like throughout the relationship. And so I think that it gives you an opportunity to have that, to be like, you know what, this is nice. Like, you know, ain't nothing going on, just chilling, <laughs> you know, but it's, I think it's really pleasant, you know, and it's nice to be in a pleasant place. It is. Um, okay. So yeah, I, um, appreciate you sharing your experience. I think that, um, I think it'll just be interesting for people because it is something different to have to go through like 
the ending of one relationship and the beginning of another one. And those things overlapping and then being intertwined in some ways. It's a lot, you know, but you all got through it. So, um, all right. So before I end the episode, I know you have a little business situation. So I want you to go <laughs> ahead and plug that because, um, you know, y'all can place some orders and things and spend some coins. Yes, yes. Well, in my um, free time, I am quite the baker. So if you are interested in just looking at beautiful pictures of baked goods or you want to take that extra step and order something sweet, you can find me on Instagram. I'm sweets by Sarah J. There's no spaces. It's all lowercase. Um, Same thing on Facebook. And hit me up. Let me know if you see anything you like. I do custom orders, and I also have a menu that that always has new and exciting sweets on it. So check me out. And I'm so happy that I got to share my personal experience with you all. I hope everybody, you know, got something out of this for their own little poly journeys and curiosities. (laughs) Yeah, even if you're just being nosy. I know y'all nosy. Um, Yeah, y'all, especially when it comes to the poly stuff, they nosy about poly. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I see a lot more people, like, talking about polyamory and just considering polyamory and so it is something that kind of continues to be a hot topic but um of course i'll include um sarah's info in the show notes so that you can check out her baked goods um i got some cookies at the crib so i already know but i mean i ain't new to this okay i'm a veteran (laughs) in these sweets by sarah j sweet uh streets so i already know what she got um so you know go ahead and relinquish the coins and speaking of relinquishing coins um (laughs) You know, I got a good old Patreon. I got some, you know, cash out action and some Venmo action. Support the show. Um, because, yeah, it's not only, you know, what I'm investing in terms of, like, financially in the show, but also labor. Y'all know how I am about my people. So uh, we do deserve to get paid for our labor. And this is a labor of love, but it's a labor nonetheless. Um, and it is something that over time as the show grows, um, it's getting a little bit difficult, <laughs> like a little bit difficult to maintain the momentum and um, knowing some of the limitations that we have. And the reality is LA ain't cheap and my work money (laughs) go to them damn bills and whatever else I'm able to put toward the show. I absolutely do because it's important to me. It's my baby. Um, But if it's, you know, this we're communal, you know, I'm poly. So if it's your baby too, and (laughs) you know, if, if the show is giving you something um, I would appreciate any support um, for the show because it'll help us keep going we are trying to get it to the next level i got plans i got shit i want to do um and i want to see that come to fruition and based on you all support of the show i think that you do too so that's that i apologize for any background noise um that you may have heard but you know i gave church announcements at the beginning so just deal with it <laughs> this is what we dealing with until i can get that dedicated space so i don't know your girl might have to pop up with a go fund me or something because the struggle is real y'all trying to coordinate and get this shit done it's a lot but we're gonna make it do what it do so we can keep bringing these episodes all right so that is it for now thank you for tuning in to the show um as always i definitely appreciate it and all right i'm done talking to y'all so i ain't got nothing else to say bye Black Radical Queer is a main hustle media podcast hosted by Javier Nicole. BRQ is produced and edited by Charmaine Fury, and the show's theme music was created by The Brothers Records. You can connect with us on Twitter or Instagram at Black Rat Queer. That's B-L-K-R-A-D-Q-W-R. You can also connect with us on Facebook through the Black Radical Queer podcast 
Podcast Facebook fan page or the BRQ discussion group. You can get Black Rat Queer merch on teespring.com slash Black Rat Queer, B-L-K-R-A-D-Q-W-R. And you can leave a voicemail, call in, ask a question, those types of things on the BRQ Google Voice line. And that number is 937-601-8647. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.